Welcome to the First Century Church Podcast. My name is Stephen Wilhoy, and I'm the lead pastor at First Century Church, and it is an honor to have you with us today. The goal of the podcast is simple. We want you to be encouraged, challenged, and inspired to go further in your faith than ever before. If you'd like more information about the church, you can visit our website, firstcenturykc.com. And if you happen to be in the Kansas City area anytime soon, we'd love to have you join us for one of our live gatherings to connect with you in person. Again, thanks for joining us today, and we hope that you enjoy today's message. Happy New Year! If you haven't checked your calendar yet, you might want to because it's now 2023. I'm going to get used to saying that. It's going to take a little while, but here we are at the beginning of a brand new year. I'm so excited about all that this year holds, and I hope that you are excited and anticipate an awesome year for yourself and your life and your family as well. To kick off 2023, we're going to, just for a few minutes today, uh, examine a very well-known part of the Bible, maybe one of the best parts, best-known parts of the Bible, uh, and that is Psalm 23. So as we get ready for 2023, we're going to look at Psalm 23. Now, even if you're not super religious or your faith background is very short, you probably know about Psalm 23, maybe even know parts of it. And maybe if you've been around uh, church and the Bible for a long time, you may have at some point, maybe even now, have it memorized. You know it by heart. And sometimes what we tend to do with parts of the Bible that we know that well, that we have memorized, we can sometimes tend to just kind of gloss over it, maybe lose some of the depth of meaning of it. And so again, this year, as we begin 2023, let's look at Psalm 23. We'll start out by reading it together very quickly, and then we will go through some of the key words that I think will help to help you see the kind of year that God wants you to have this year. So let's read Psalm 23 together, and then we will walk through it for a few minutes today. Psalm 23 says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So in these six short verses, just for a few minutes today, we're going to look at seven key words from Psalm 23 to help us see the kind of life that I think God wants us to have this year. So seven things, won't take that long, we'll we'll run through them quickly, but just some thoughts to consider and ponder as we kick off a brand new year. The first key word, and probably the key word in this entire psalm, is this word, guide. This year, in 2023, God wants to guide you. And maybe last year or in years past or at certain times or seasons in your life, you've tried to do life on your own or you've tried to get ahead of God, or you've tried to detour off of where he's trying to lead you. And I can almost guarantee you, you would agree that it didn't go that well. And those moments where we neglect the leading and guiding of God in our lives, we tend to go off track. 
we get distracted and we don't go maybe as far as we would have, have, would have liked to and as far as God may have led us had we followed him a little bit closer. Uh, sometimes we can just get so afraid of what we don't know because we try to be in charge and then it's too big for us and so we fail in other ways. Uh, sometimes we don't know where to go or what to do or how to navigate life, but this year, more now than any other year in your life, God wants to lead you and guide you as your shepherd. And the truth is, he's the only one who can get you exactly where you need to go perfectly every time without fail. So maybe you're facing a fork in the road. God will tell you, he will help you, he will guide you on which direction to take to get where you need to go. Maybe this year you are, are already facing big decisions, or maybe sometime this year you will face big decisions. God's wisdom as your shepherd will guide you the way that you need to go. His wisdom will help you get there. Maybe just in general, you just need general direction in your life. The faithful shepherd will guide you where you need to go if you will follow him, if you will let him guide you this year. This year, 2023, God wants to be your guide. And the second key word that we see here in Psalm 23 is this word, provide. He says in verse 1, I shall not want. So the truth is, the reality is, the promise is that as God guides, he provides. In Acts 17, Paul is speaking in Athens, in the town square. Now, Athens, Greece, in the ancient world, is sort of the cradle of philosophy, the cradle of Western thinking. And it's, it, it, comes, it starts that way apart from Christianity because Christianity didn't even exist yet. So, but there have been a couple hundred years now where philosophers debate and they talk about the big things in life. And Paul finds himself in the first century in Athens, in the town square, and he used this opportunity to explain this idea that as God guides, he provides. He looks around at all of the idols that these people look to and worship. He looks at all of the myths that they read and believe and how they explain the world in their terms. He says, hey, I've got a better way to explain life. I've got a better way to explain provision and guidance and how the world works. And he says in Acts 17, he says, in him, in God, we live and move and have our being. So he takes all of their philosophy, all of their ways of thinking about how the world works and condenses it down to God is the one who does everything. He provides everything. He is the ultimate source of everything. And so for your life, you can trust that God is the ultimate source of all that you need. But when the psalmist says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, this is not like a guarantee or a promise in the Bible that God will do everything that you want all of the time. It's not a promise. It's actually a statement of faith on the writer, on David, who writes this psalm. And as we try to apply it, it's a statement of faith. I trust God as the shepherd to guide me, and I trust him with every part of my life and know that as he guides, he will provide. Even Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount says, if God takes care of the flowers in the field and provides for them, if God takes care of the birds of the air and provides for them, how much more will he take care of you and provide for you? You can know, even though there's mystery to it, we don't always know how it works or why God does what he does, but we can know as God guides, he provides. You can live in that certainty this year in 2023. And then the third key word in Psalm 23 is the word revive. The psalmist says, you, you lead me by green pastures and by still waters and you restore my soul. 
Maybe you enter this new year and you are just tired and you're beaten down. Maybe this last year has been such a struggle for you for any number of reasons. Maybe it's been a down year, a difficult year, a sad year. Maybe you've experienced great loss in your life, and so you're just kind of at the end of your rope, even as this new year begins. God wants to revive your soul this year. May this year be the year that God revives something in you. Back to the words of Jesus in Matthew 11, he says, are you tired? Are you weary? He says, come to me if you labor, if you're tired, and I will give you rest. He says, learn from me. I will show you the best way to live. I will show you the way that your soul can be revived on a regular basis. And we'll talk more about this in a minute. But this really, this reviving of your soul comes from time spent with God. Not just being led by him once in a while when we feel like it or when we think about it. Not just crying out to him in our desperation, but reviving our soul is this process that God wants to instill in us every single day. So this year, no matter what last year or the last decade has looked like for you, no matter where you find yourself in the moment, may this year be the year that God revives your soul that you allow him to lead you beside still waters. You allow him to let you lay down in green pastures. May this be a different kind of year of revival for your soul in 2023. And the fourth key word in Psalm 23 is this word, hide. The psalmist says, he leads me down paths of righteousness for his namesake. The key word here is righteousness. Now, typically when we think of righteousness, we think of what we do. Oh, I'm righteous because I do the right thing. I'm righteous because I made the right decision. I'm righteous because I avoided the wrong thing to do. But really, the best way to see how righteousness works in our lives is to see that we are given righteousness by God as a gift. Even in the Old Testament, in Isaiah 61, Isaiah says that God wraps me in a robe of righteousness. So think about that on cold winter day. God wraps you in his robe of righteousness. And then 2 Corinthians 5.21, Paul says that we become the righteousness of God in Christ because of Christ. It's not our righteousness, right? It's the righteousness of God that comes from Christ. So when the psalmist says here, you lead me down paths of righteousness for your namesake, He's saying that we can hide in God's righteousness. So the good news with that is you don't have to be good enough for God. You don't have to perform for God. He wants to hide you, clothe you in his righteousness to then lead you down the paths for his namesake. It's not about you, it's about him. He's leading you down paths of righteousness for his namesake. So this year, may you more than ever hide in his righteousness. Don't feel pressure to perform for God. Don't try to be enough for God. Just hide yourself, clothe yourself in the righteousness of God this year like never before. May this year be a year where you can hide in that way. And the next key word in Psalm 23 is beside. He says that you are in, in the valley of the shadow of death. Even there, I don't fear because you're with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So we talked about earlier, God wants to guide you. That's true, but he also wants to be beside you. He wants to be beside you. And in John 15 and 16, Jesus is having kind of his final powwow with his disciples before he's crucified. And he goes on this long talk about the Holy Spirit. 
One of the ways that he describes the Holy Spirit is as the comforter or the helper, which the Greek word in there is this word paraclete. Now, the word paraclete simply means someone to come alongside you to assist you in life. I think it's a perfect picture of what the psalmist writes in Psalm 23. It's the same imagery that God walks with you. He's beside you when whatever you're facing. God is not simply absently from above watching your life, watching you struggle, watching your fear, watching everything crumble. He's not absently looking. And he's not, he's not watching helplessly as a bystander, right? He, he's there. He's with you in this. He's walking beside you in life. He desires to do that more and more and more each day. And especially as we enter this new year, he wants to walk beside you. You can know you never have to live life alone because God is beside you, no matter what comes your way this new year. And then the sixth word that we see here, the sixth key word uh, in Psalm 23 is this word thrive. In verse 5, he writes, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. So this year, 2023, can be a year where you don't just survive, but you thrive. This year, 2023, can be a year that you don't just exist, but you expect And both of these images that the psalmist writes here are spiritual in nature. You anoint my head with oil. So when the high priest, the next high priest would come in, his first thing, he would be anointed on his head with oil. When each king was chosen, the sign that they were the next king was the the priest or the prophet, whoever, would anoint them with oil on their head, just like it says here in Psalm 23. David experienced this exact same thing in his life many years before he wrote Psalm 23, or maybe even just after. So he may have written this early on, because we know early in his life he was a shepherd boy. This might have been one of the first Psalms David ever wrote, even before he was king, perhaps. So he had this experience where this, this oil overflowed on him and the purpose of that was it was a symbol to show that this person is set apart for God's purpose so that can be an example of your life as you're being guided and led by the good shepherd you can know that you are walking in God's purpose for your life and if you don't know what that is quite yet as you continue to be guided by the good shepherd you will learn and discover and then walk in God's purpose for your life and what peace that can bring you what joy that can bring you as you're anointed for god's specific purpose he has a purpose for your life for this coming year and you can walk in that and learn what that is like this oil that's flowing down and then it says your cup runs over that's really this this joy that you can have because you're thriving in god's purpose Now, you don't always know what that looks like. You can't control all the details of how that's going to pan out, but you can know, you can overflow in joy and purpose as you walk in what God has called you to do. This year, more than ever, is a year that God wants you to thrive. He wants you to succeed. He wants you spiritually to overflow in your spiritual life and thrive like never before. Then the final word as we begin to wrap up this Psalm 23 is the word abide. The end of the psalm says, Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So the whole point of God guiding you is not just to boss you around, not just to tell you where to go. And also the purpose of God guiding you is he's not your Uber driver of your life. 
He's not just trying to get you from point A to point B and then get out. I got more people to pick up. I got more things to do. Okay, that's not the point. And God, as we mentioned earlier, doesn't just want to be with you in your moments of crisis. Now, he desperately wants to be there with you in that if you allow him in, and he will be with you in those moments of your deepest, darkest anguish and fear and pain and suffering, yes, but God's desire is to abide with you, and God's desire is also for you to abide with him. Back to Jesus in John 15, he gives us this promise. He says, if you abide in me, you'll bear much fruit. So there's this benefit that we can have of following the shepherd. We can have blessing and direction. We can thrive in our spirits and our lives as we follow the shepherd. He will abide with us. And then in Matthew 28, some of the final words of Jesus before he ascends into heaven, he makes this promise. He says, I will be with you always to the end of the age. So we have this promise that as we abide in Christ, we'll bear much fruit with our lives as we live out that purpose that we just talked about. And then we have the promise from Jesus that no matter what we do, where we go, what happens to us, he will always be with us. He desires to abide with you. This year, God wants to abide with you more than ever before. If only you will let him in. And I'm not just talking to people who, who aren't Christians. If you're not a Christian and you're watching this, God wants to abide with you in a personal way. He wants to enter a relationship with you that starts this, this day, this year, and will change every year for the rest of your life. But even if you are a follower of Jesus, he wants to abide with you on a regular basis more than ever before. Because you can never get too much of God. You can never be too close to him. There's always deeper depths to plumb. There's always higher heights to ascend to that we can experience as we abide with him and as he abides with us. So this year, I pray that God would guide you like never before and you would follow closely to him. And as he does that, may you know that he will provide for you in ways that you can't even begin to imagine. May this year be a year where God revives your soul, where you're tired and weary and worn out. He can refresh you by streams of water in green pastures. This year, may you hide in his righteousness. I'm not trying to perform. I'm not trying to be good enough. I'm hiding in his righteousness. This year, may you sense God walking beside you more than ever before. And may that then cause you to thrive spiritually. May you impact those around you as he walks beside you and as you abide in him and he abides in you. It will change everything in your life. This psalm, again, is a, is a simple one. It's a short one. We probably skim right past it most of the time. But may we use this sort of as a blueprint for our lives of the kind of year God wants you to have, the kind of year that awaits you, that's available to you as you simply follow the Good Shepherd in all that you do this year of 2023. So God, I thank you for all those watching and listening today. I thank you that you do walk with us. You go before us. You provide for us as you abide with us. And as we hide in your righteousness, we can thrive in every area of our life. And so I pray that you would continue to guide faithfully and that we would continue to follow you faithfully and just see what you have in store. We expect great things from you because you're a great God and a good God. And so we place our lives, our hopes, our dreams, our futures, our family, everything that we have, we place it firmly in your hands and know that you're faithful to lead us and guide us as our great shepherd. 
So I pray blessings upon all those watching and listening, not just today, not just for this year, but for all the years to come, because you are such a good God, and we love you and thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, Happy New Year. God bless you, and we will see you soon.